Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome, listeners, to episode 67, I think it is. Was that what I said before, Joe? 67? Yep. Episode 67 of Virtually Amazing, the podcast. We are very excited to be with you again today. And today we are a truly international band. Well, we're always international, but we're even further afield. Well, I am anyway. So I'm coming to you today from Hollywood, Florida, which is not to be confused with Hollywood, Los Angeles. This is Hollywood in Florida. It's about half an hour from Miami. And um, it's very hot. Uh, and the local population have iguanas. Uh, they roam around freely. Somebody introduced them. Wow. They're not a native species. Somebody introduced one and let it go. And they have bread and bread. And um, you can't go out at night without a torch because you might bump into an iguana. And they can be very big. And they're like vermin. Um, and they shoot them here, which is, uh, you know, if you find them sunning themselves on your deck or having a swim in your pool, you can shoot them. Did you did you just say having a swim in your pool? I did, but we don't have one. So my daughter doesn't have. We, we're we're staying with our daughter Elizabeth and Ruben, her husband, and their two little ones, Rosie and Max, who are absolutely gorgeous, as you would expect any grandparent to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they really, no, they're really very cute, and um, they're in a rented house at the moment, and they're moving next week to the house they're going to be renting permanently. They've had quite a quite a journey. I'm not going to bore you listeners with with how frustrating and stressful it's been for them since they moved down here from New York. Uh, But Joe knows the story. But anyway, they're moving next week. So a lot of people have pools and um, they choose where they'll go on play dates um, for people with pools if they have a fence around the pool or not. If they don't have a fence, they won't go because of little children. Um, You know, you can't be in a garden with a pool. You've got to be like, it's impossible. So, uh, yeah, so it's very, very hot. That, that, you know, it, there's that very famous um, clip with the iguanas and the snakes. And I'm just thinking of them, um, you know, leisurely sort of swimming in your backyard, <laughs> yes. swimming pool. It's, um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Well, we went out for lunch yesterday. Yesterday, um, I delivered some training for what in the morning for me, but it was to a company in the UK. So it was afternoon for them. Uh, And then David picked me up and we went out for lunch in uh, another town about half an hour up the road called Boca Raton. Well, I pronounce it Boca Raton, but here they say Boca, Boca Raton, uh, which is very, very pretty. It's, It's a bit wealthier than Hollywood. We wanted to see what it looked like. You know, it's like going to see the posh houses. Uh, it's very posh it's very very nice all very green and anyway so we went out for lunch in this restaurant we're sitting having lunch and all of a sudden I spotted this little green thing running across not next to us but you know a little way away Uh, and I said to David is that an iguana it was bright bright green and I wasn't sure whether it was a lizard or an iguana Um, but 
managed to catch a picture of one of them because they were really fast, like lightning. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, then uh, Elizabeth and Rubin confirmed it. Yes, it is an iguana. So we had iguana company for lunch. So wow. there you go. Yeah. At least it wasn't iguana for lunch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway. It doesn't bear thinking about this. No, it doesn't. It really, really doesn't. It really doesn't. Anyway. So who, who are we having as our guest today? <laughs> well, today we've got, or in the first episode that we're recording, because we're recording two today, um, we are going to be chatting shortly with the lovely Paula Edwards, who runs Advance VA. She is not only a virtual assistant herself, but she also has a course on how to be a VA and we're going to find out how that all came about for her when we chat with her shortly. Um, so I'm quite excited to be chatting with Paula a little bit in a little while. Meanwhile, Joe, what, uh, while I've been over here, actually, I've only just really got over the jet lag, to be honest, um, because it was a 13 hour flight over here, which was kind of forever. Uh, and then a, for me, a seven hour time difference. So Israel is seven hours ahead of Florida. So it, a friend of mine who used to live next door to me in England, uh, who was from New York originally, told me that it's an hour, it takes an hour a day to even out after serious jet lag. And, you know, we are eight days today because we arrived Monday mm. morning and um, and I'm I'm now here in the right time zone fully. Um, so, it, yeah, it's it's been a very weird feeling um yeah. being a bit jet lagged but hey ho and then i've got it all to do on the way back in a week or so so there we mm. go okay so let's um go and queue up and get ready for paula so welcome back listeners and we now have the wonderful paula edwards with us um and paula's company is advanced va i've got that right haven't i yes that's right yes okay i'm always worried i'm gonna say the wrong thing <laughs> so welcome very much to virtually amazing the podcast and uh why don't you start out by just telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of how did you get to be a va and and what does advance do yeah sure love to hope you've got plenty of time because it's quite a long story <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm a military spouse. I've been married into the Air Force for 26 years now. And I think most of us appreciate that that involves a fair amount of moving around. You know, every couple of years it's meant moving house and moving country sometimes, certainly county. And it's meant reinventing myself every time I've had to move. And I, I, that's, that's by no way a complaint. I've absolutely loved the journey. We've had some amazing experiences and had the opportunity to live in some amazing places. Um, but it has been a little bit frustrating from the, the work perspective in, in terms of my own self-development. And I'm quite ambitious. I've got three children and I've always worked whilst I've had the children. You know, it's, it's just part of me and part of what I am. And I've always tried to um, have some kind of career progression, I guess, you know. So uh, throughout the years, I've been mostly fortunate in that I've fallen into jobs that have meant that I have had some element of career progression. And predominantly, I've been in management positions in um, healthcare, GP practice management, dental practice management. Um, I manage a charity, a large mental health charity for quite a few years up in Scotland. Um, 
I managed the GP out of hours cooperative and introduced, I uh, was part of the introduction of the NHS 24 or NHS Direct, it's, it's 24 in Scotland. Um, so quite a lot of project management and management generally really. And, and, I, and I guess that's what I love. I love the variety of, of what that brings. Mm. Um, however, there has been a couple of times where finding something hasn't been so easy. And um, twice, actually, I thought about delivering my services virtually. The first time was um, when my youngest daughter was tiny and she's now 16. And I was in Scotland and I, I'd been asked to help a new dental practice set up. You know, she wanted everything from all the compliance to all the payroll to all the policies, procedures, um, SOPs, you know, everything that everything set up. And she was a friend of a friend. And I said, look, I'd love to do this, but I'm about to be posted in three months time. And she said, well, just do what you can in that time. That's brilliant. So that was the idea, carried on, did that. And as we got nearer to the time I was going to be posted, we realized there didn't need to be actually sat in her office to do the things that she needed. Um, so I did actually set up myself as a virtual assistant, albeit I didn't know the phrase then, um, <laughs> um, back in uh, whatever year that was, quite some time ago. And I, and I carried on delivering the services to her and one other um, for a while. And then I had my confidence totally shattered um, by a family member, actually. And I thought, who am I kidding? I can't manage a business and have three small children. And my husband was mm -hmm. away Monday to Friday and gave up and went and got a job. <laughs> um, but fast forward um, to 2011, I think, no, for, further than that, uh, maybe actually, when was it? 2015, actually, it probably was, when we moved to Germany and I found myself in a similar position. There was no work opportunities for me. And there were, it, I say to people, I, I say I'm not woo-woo, but I think I may be a bit more woo-woo than I give myself credit for because I felt like the stars were lined. I read an article that was saying to me, go and do this. And I read just many things cropped up in my life and it just seemed like the right time to do it. And at the same time, um, the job I'd just left in London, which I loved, um, one of my colleagues was setting up his own business and he asked for some help, admin help. So I had a client waiting in the wings for me to set up a business. And so very lucky that way. And so that's what I did. That was that sort of uh, forced my hand. I went and did some many courses as I could do in terms of um, setting up a business and all sorts of things. And as a military spouse, we were very fortunate that there's things available to us. Um, and yeah, so Advanced Virtual Assistance was born in um, 2016, I believe it was, and uh, had my first client waiting in the wings, as I say. So that's my journey. Wow, that's that's quite something. That's quite something, isn't it, to, to, to set up ready with uh, with a ready client but I don't think you're the first person we've spoken to that that's had that I think we've had a couple of other VAs that yeah. have gone from one business to another and there's been somebody there who said oh now you're doing this yeah and you do this for me I think that's and and yeah I think I think sometimes the stars do align Mm -hmm. woo woo or not woo woo whatever it is your yeah. your brain focuses on what you need to do your own intuition tells you what you what you need what you need to do so you've been VAing since 2016 do you work on your own or do you have a team well I started out on my own um 
I managed to get a few clients. I have to be honest, it was tricky from, from Germany and I had some bits and bobs of advice along the way and people told me I'd be better when I can face-to-face -face network. Um, and I was due to be posted back to the UK to Lincolnshire quite soon after that. So I had, I think I had maybe three or four clients, but it wasn't enough hours. And I, and I did some associate work, which was easier to get. And I do think that that's a really good way into um, being a virtual assistant is to support somebody who know who's been doing it a while and that definitely was very valuable to me and I, I did associate work for a couple of lead VAs uh, in those early days um, but once I got back to the UK face-to-face -face networking or not I just it just suddenly hit, hit off I I, I remember we moved back in early January and I think I had four cl new clients in January it was just wow. completely chaos, um, but fabulous, no complaints. And so, yeah, it just took off really in that month. And then it just grew pretty quickly. And I realized um, because I'm not so young as Sam, I realized that I was, my experience was giving me, giving my clients perhaps a bit more than um, others may be able to deliver just based on the fact that I'm old and long in the tooth. Yeah. And <laughs> Well, you're um, not as old as me, that's for sure, but we'll oh, gloss over that. Well, yeah, we'll gloss over that one. But you, you know what I'm saying, it's like that experience, I had a lot of experience and all of those jobs moving every two or three years had furnished with me, yeah. me with lots of skills. And, and so I realized I needed to kind of up level and quickly moved up to just delivering online business management, ops management type of thing. And I, I realized that that's where my passion lies. I love the whole ops management type of thing um, and the VA the generalist VA type work I took on associates to take it off me um, and that kind of was by accident not by by design really it was just thought I, that this isn't this isn't um, floating my boat this this works specifically um, and I will take on somebody who who does love doing this type of thing and so it kind of was by accident and I, I started delivering sort of a more OBM time, type of role. And as a result, I, I guess you, I don't really like the word agency because it sounds big and impersonal, but I have got a small team now working with me um, delivering um, all sorts of things. And now I've kind of um, have fallen into a kind of a one-stop shop uh, in terms of I have a qualified bookkeeper, social media managers, um, what else to have? I have specific roles on the team that people tend to want yeah. uh, as well as the generalist VAs and that just seems to work really really well. That's that's really great. Joe. what have you have you got any questions to pop in here? I can see you look it, like you might. It, it's a really interesting journey. I'm just just interested when did you when did you actually start in this current iteration? How long has it taken you and you know, from kind of going from that one client to where you are now? Uh, well, I've, I, I started in 2016, um, but just really playing at it and um, officially earned enough money to register in 2017. Um, but I moved back into the UK in 2018. And so it's from there really that it took off. And then... I moved into more VA stuff, uh, sorry, OBM stuff. I can't even think when that was. Maybe about sort of two years, 18 months, two years ago. I started just- That's it, really good. Yeah, I, 
I d in all honesty, a um, bit of vulnerability here. Um, I had a, a family crisis that cropped up and that kind of forced my hand as well. My daughter, my youngest daughter um, was poorly oh. in, um, in during lockdown actually. And I had to be much more available to her. And so it forced me to um, take on VAs to yeah. help my clients with the work that I was doing. And yeah. then when I was able to come back to work more, I sought work that I wanted to do. And so it was kind of a natural uplift. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't really planned. I did want to move into the OBM. Since then, I've done the Director of Operations course by um, Natalie Gingrich in the States. And um, I definitely don't, I, I want to work more in the operations space mm. now myself. And so I focus now on just working with just two to three clients. Three is pushing it sometimes. Um, and then I have, I think I have about 10 VAs doing associate work for me um to support the clients and some of them work you might I might have two or three VAs working for the same client but doing bookkeeping and social media mm -hmm. and and then the PA as well you know so um yeah so it's grown it's grown quite well it's so what are the what are the it, it sounds like you've had give or take the odd personal hiccup almost like a charmed business journey so what of the difficulties been you know in this journey um you know what have you found in terms of the challenges of getting from where you were to where you are now um I think in the early days it was being reassured that I was going to get clients so I guess the way that it's come out has been it sounds very charmed I did have those mm. that one client lined up and he had a friend who had needed some help as well but it wasn't really replacing a wage in those early days and really until I moved back to the UK when I got the four clients mm. in one month you know it was um it wasn't a reliable income as mm. such. It was very much ad hoc. And I think that's part of the journey of the learning, I think, of becoming a VA is that you, in the early days, you kind of accept things that when you're a bit, bit more established, you wouldn't necessarily accept, whether it's, it's a personality that doesn't rub up right with you, mm. whether it's a type of work that you don't love. Um, you tend to accept things just to get this business off the ground. And I did exactly that, you know. And I think that this is why I think it's always a good idea to go and work with them as an associate, because that helps you on that journey in, in a way where you don't actually choose your clients in that respect and it help it helps furnish you with what what right looks like for yourself um yeah so I think early in the early days I was I had certainly had my doubts like everybody does I think about ever replacing the income um and what else has been difficult I I, I I'm somebody who work, I like working on my own. I like my own company. I think we all have to in this role. Yeah. Um, but I also like to bounce ideas off of somebody else. And I miss that, you know, that's been, um, so I've built quite a nice um, network of uh, business buddies, if you like, around me. Um, and I like to think that I offer the same back to them. And I think that's a really, really important thing to do as a virtual assistant. It's that water cooler moment to do the American phrase of like, you know, somebody's driving me mad, or what should I do about this? And thankfully, you know, I, I work quite closely with a few lead VAs now. And we I like to think we all help each other in um, 
and support you know the the moments where you just even just have to say it out loud to come out with the answer yourself don't you Mm. um so I'd say that's been tricky as well yeah, I think that's I think that's a very valid point. Um, listeners will know, as I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast, I'm part of a trainer community, um, and that's what we do. We we we're a membership um, run by the wonderful Sharon Gaskin, yes. and we um, we help each other out because we as trainers you know you go into it well we don't go into a room so much anymore Uh, I don't anyway because I'm all virtual but mostly trainers will go in the room and there's there's often the one delegate that's real challenge and how do you deal with that and sometimes Mm. you just need a place to rant and scream that's right Uh, just just let it out and and uh, so would you would you describe what you and the other lead VAs would you describe that as a mastermind or sort of an informal one Oh, very informal. Uh, yes, very informal. But I, I know I can pick up the phone to a couple of people uh, and they've certainly done that with me. And there's there's one or two that we sort of have a regular call. It might be every couple of months, um, but it's just a nice thing to set yeah. up. And it's definitely something I would advise, um, you know, virtual assistants to do is to find somebody that you just gel with and um, you can get off of that support to each other, you know, it was a it was a um, mentoring course I did where somebody the, the mentor that was training us talked about business uh, business besties and I thought I, I, again very American but I do quite like it and it, it, you realize the importance whether it be from just that support element or even an accountability element it's nice to have yeah yeah, yeah you I, have that Joe. I, I have to say that I, I agree totally I I'm in a I don't know that I'd call it a mastermind, but we we do mastermind business problems. And there's myself, there's a, a traditional EA, PA um, type VA in there. There's um, a bookkeeper management accountant in there. There's myself who does GDPR and compliance and tech. And then there's um, um, a business um and mindset coach. Oh yeah. And then there's another lady who um does sort of more OBM ops type stuff similar to, to you and, yeah. and we get together every three weeks and we do like a 90 minute a, a sort of call once every two to three weeks um and we've got a whatsapp group going and all of those things and and it is useful to go in there and, and sort of say, I've got this problem with this client or I've got this or how can I? Or, yeah. you know, for those moments when, and we all have them, when imposter syndrome knocks on the door and says, you're not really very good at that, are you? And you go into your tribe and, and have that conversation. And, um, yeah, there's somebody there who can kind of say, hang on a minute, what's going on here, you know, and, and, and we all have those moments of doubt and, and, and issues with work or unsure how to proceed. And it, it, for me, it's, it's really important. And I feel like I have benefited hugely from that, taking that time out to have that conversation. Yeah, I, I definitely do. And some things that are really important. Um, I remember one of them contacted me about a situation where the client wanted to poach the VA. And, you know, we needed to discuss having something appropriate in, in the contract that, you know, whilst the um, associate VA has a contract to um, 
they're obliged to not work any with any competition up for six months after they finish working with you there's nothing there was nothing to protect us from the client poaching them necessarily mm. and uh yeah it's just just things that flag up that we help each other um whether yeah. we come up with a solution together or we like um share the warning signs and say oh you better look out for this situation i didn't see this one coming you know that type of thing so it's definitely really very valuable and definitely something i would suggest that all vas do you know find find their business besties and whether that be on a course that you're on and you've just gelled with somebody or you're in a group with somebody or or whatever it is you, you tend to find don't you when you're on uh, zoom calls there may be somebody that you warm to more or whether you're in a in a group of some sort and that you feel aligned to somebody um it's worth reaching out and just saying hey how about it because it's really helpful yeah yeah fantastic fantastic so paula what what are your top three to five tips for aspiring newbie vas or even people who've been established for a while well, I did. I did give that some thought, actually, and I have got a few here. And um, in um, 2019, I I was approached quite a lot by people saying, "How did you? What did you do to get your business going?" And I got so tired of repeating myself and spending hours on the phone trying to help people that I thought I'm going to write this down. And that grew legs, and I've since had a um, VA setup course on my website as a just a down. A, you know, sign up and self-led um, course. And I, the very first thing I talk about in my course is um, mindset. And it is, I think it is key to everything. And as you mentioned earlier, Joe, you know, we all have our imposter syndrome moments. They, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it, it comes and goes. And I don't think we'd be human if it didn't, you know, and we are all human. We, you know, we we may have been doing this a bit longer and make it look like it's easy, but we do have this this roller coaster in terms of, you know, our, our mindset. And I think I, I try to make it really clear. And I, I've been working with um, a, um, uh, what they call it, a, a kick um, who do free coaching for women who getting back into the workplace. And the coaching has just been invaluable when they've. Um, married it up with the VA course that I've prov- I've provided because I think there's so much around the lack of confidence in believing in themselves that it's something that they can deliver and so whether it's you haven't started yet and you're thinking about it but you haven't quite got the you know why would anyone I mean I've been there why would anyone buy these services from me yeah. you know yeah. um, I, I remember thinking you know my my hourly rate when I started out was 25 pounds an hour and I remember thinking why would anyone pay 25 pounds an hour for this bit of admin you know madness but they do um, because they don't want to do it themselves or they can't do it and I think it's a lot around the mindset isn't it the other thing I would say on mindset Paula um, is there's a different mindset to being a business owner versus the mindset that you have as an employee and yes and that and that is a that is a game changer when you start your own business so it's not just the mindset around can I do this I can do this and all of those questions that you talk yourself down from it's the it's the difference between I'm an employee so I wait for the work to be given to me 
how interesting yeah or or I've got a job description and I do my job description versus I am an employee you know I'm an employer I'm a a business owner CEO type person the work isn't coming to me from the line manager I have to go and find it and that is a shift that you have to make as well and that is a that can be quite tricky it can it is a bit of a hurdle isn't it it is I mean I've got written down here so my second point was leadership which I'll come on to in a minute but I think the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset is something that I always talk about because I think and I'm no expert and actually one day I'd like to be maybe I'll go and do some training on it because I'm so fascinated by it but um I think you know we 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 have these limitations on us, these limiting beliefs, whether they're self-imposed or imposed by somebody else. It might be that your teacher said you'll never be any good at that and mm-hmm. you've believed it your entire life. Or, But I, I think that um, you do need to have a growth mindset to be a VA and, and fairly driven to um, because you're, you're self-managed. Um, but the growth mindset, I mean, I often say to people, the software is changing all the time and there's always something you're learning new. And I actually wouldn't change a thing because I love that. You know, even it might be that you go, you go to work for somebody in an industry you haven't worked in before. And so there's a whole new language to mm-hmm. learn or it's just learning, learning, learning. And I think it's really important to get that, that growth mindset um, in place not just at the start, it helps the start. I think if you haven't got it at the start, people find it harder to get started. Um, But these things, the great news is it's easily fixed. It's just Mm. working on building that muscle, really. And I think, um, yeah, and so to your point, um, my second point was leadership. And I think this is another really important thing because I remember um, a friend of mine had been made redundant at the beginning of lockdown and she said, you know, I'm thinking about becoming a virtual assistant. So we had a long conversation and I gave her as much help as I possibly could. And she said, phone me a few weeks later and said, I've got an interview. And I said, okay. And so she was still in that employee mindset. And I tried to talk to her about this and she was going into this person in a face-to-face meeting. And afterwards I called her and said, how did it go? And she said, um, Oh, he didn't know what he wanted. I mean, he gave us had a two hour chat with him, a list as long as your arm of what he wanted. He just didn't know what he wanted. And I thought, oh, how interesting. It's leadership. So these these poor people in their businesses are are going under. They're drowning in stuff that they can't manage themselves. And either their business is in growth and they just um, can't manage to get it there or you know it's usually the case actually is that they just can't do it all themselves anymore and I think what what business owners want our potential clients need is somebody to say right yep I've got that whole list that you need doing let's prioritize I've got this you go away and do your thing I've got this now to, and give them that confidence and that leadership that you know what you're doing you've got it you've got their back don't worry I'll come to you if I don't know what I'm doing but, you know, and I think there's an element yeah. of leadership that and maybe maybe the confidence, mindset and leadership are very much linked, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think that's very true. I, I, I really get that. Um, I my, the first VA I worked with um, was phenomenal and she would come up with things that I could do better or mm. change the way I do things. You know, we had trackers for everything. Yeah. Um, 
basically Excel spreadsheets for everything, which I would do anyway. But that was how we we did things. And and that that was very valuable to me as a business owner. I just wanted to go out and deliver my training, um, write my courses, plan my whatever the creative side of it was. Um, yeah. And she took care of everything else. And but she would come back with suggestions. I think that is so crucial. It's yeah. a crucial skill. Mm. Um, of, mm. of a, somebody who's working with you in your business to spot things that you haven't spotted yourself. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. I guess that comes with experience to an extent yeah. there. I'm not saying the people starting out as a VA will have that immediately. They won't know all the answers. Um, yeah. And um, But I think that that's where we're headed towards is that sort of taking off that work, that workload, that stress on that potential client's shoulders. You know, that's the point of the role really, isn't it? Yeah, totally, totally. So did you have any other tips? Well, so leading on from that really is to deliver on promises. Don't overpromise. Um, I mean, there's an element of, you know, somebody asks you to set something up in MailerLite and you only know ConvertKit. You think, well, I'll work that one out. That's okay. But if you have no idea what either of them are to not to over to over promise on what you're able yeah. to deliver and I think it's honesty is your best policy in this situation you know yeah. even if you said look I've never looked at mailer light in my life uh, I'm happy to go away and work it out in my own time and come back to you or I can find somebody that knows how to work it and I think that that helps our reputation as virtual mm-hmm. assistants um, and, and your own stress levels actually yes you know Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I'd far rather somebody said to me, well, I don't know how to do that because it's going to take me longer to learn it um, if it's somebody who doesn't know. And then, Mm. um, you know, VA might have the problem. Do I charge the client for my learning time? Do I not charge them for my learning time? The client might turn around and say, well, that took a long time. Yes. Um, I wasn't expecting it to take so long. So I think, yeah, honesty in my book is always the best policy. I presume you agree with that, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and there have been times where you can get caught out because what's needed is slightly more than, you know, in, in that that tool and, and all of that. And there have been times in the past where, you know, I, I took on a, many moons ago now, I took on a MailChimp project. And I, I know MailChimp, I, I work with MailChimp and, and all of that. Um but there was just this one element and I really couldn't get, get it to work and, and all of this kind of stuff. And I ended up having to go and ask somebody else to, to help me to finish that project. And I kind of got 75% of the way through. Um, and, and it was, that was a learning curve, you know, and I paid somebody else to teach me how to do it so I could do it in yep. the future. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't anticipated that. And no. there are moments, but don't knowingly go out and, yeah, you know, say, oh, I can deliver a MailChimp or a mail or that, or whatever that tool is. Yes. If you're not familiar with the underpinning skills. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, I, I'm the same, Joe. I've been caught out before now on some automations and um, working that out, but... I usually know once you've been doing the job a while, you usually yeah. know somebody who knows better than you and you can go and seek seek their help yeah. on it. And- yeah, the other thing to say with these tech tools is it's very easy to be caught out because mm. 
with the rate of change and development right. and you know today I've done this on MailerLite and I haven't done a pro- MailerLite project for two three weeks and they've brought in some new functionality so yeah. it's not quite that happens then you know but if you've got the underpinning skills and you understand what is email marketing how do tools generically work you can find your way around that exactly you usually can I think it's just about being um fair fair really and thinking you know I I as a policy don't charge my clients for my my learning time unless it's something very bespoke to their business which has happened actually but Mm. not often but if it's something like MailerLite it's going I'm feathering my own nest with those tools for later so I never ever charge in fact you know none of our team charge for our training time unless like I say it's it's bespoke and specific to a certain client yeah, yeah. that's that's always the approach that I, I have to say that I've taken and like you I've worked for clients and I'm currently working um a couple of days a month for a client who has a very very bespoke um thing set up in excel yes and so yes I did charge them for that because it's not standard Excel. They've had a report built and you've got to do things in a certain way and all mm. that kind of stuff. Um, and they were happy to pay for that, that yeah. training time. So, Well, that's it again, isn't it? It's about being open and honest and having that conversation, I guess, you know, yeah. so everybody knows where they are with it. And, and that's a very different mindset, again. Isn't it? it goes back to your point about mindset. Being yeah. the CEO and saying... I can do this much, but I need time or I need to learn your tool and yes. I'm going to charge you or not charge you. That's a business owner conversation versus Absolutely. an employee conversation, isn't it? Oh, excuse me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, another point I thought would be helpful is to um, all my business years in business and management is to talk about values. And I think this is another thing that, you know, we teach is one of the first things to really think about, about yourself, you know, what your values are because I, th- I found that once you've got those clearly devi- defined um, you're able to understand how you work um, and understand who's good for you to work with I mean I remember uh, I had a client in my early days going back to the take anything just to get the business off the ground and um, there were things that that person talked about that I wasn't really very comfortable about with. And um, I just went with it and, and the relationship didn't end well. And it was because our values weren't aligned, you know, mm. and, I, and I think that if you understand those things about yourself, it's easier to make some decisions for the better longer term relationships um so to do some work around what your values are and, to, and fairness is a huge one for me you know so you, you might be picking that up and for some of the things I've talked about it wouldn't be fair for me to charge for mm. me to learn on your time so I mean fairness is a huge huge um yeah. what, probably my biggest value in all honesty um so you know it's just just do some work around those things I'm not saying you'll listen to it all the time because you show me a VA that hasn't taken on a client, even though their gut was saying, don't do it. Yeah. You know, we all have. Um, yeah. but, and, and that's part of the learning, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, this has been, ab- excuse me, absolutely fascinating. Oh, I passed it on. <laughs> no, that's all right. 
I could just swallow. You know how you swallow your saliva the wrong way? That was what that was. Um, and listeners, if there was a bit of a glitch there, my laptop suddenly told me it was less than 10% battery. Uh, I'm, I'm in a hired office today. I'm in a, a hired office. Uh, and before we came on air, I moved the laptop round and, and assumed that the plug was still plugged in. What I didn't realise was the thing had come out of the laptop, still plugged in at the wall, but oh. my laptop was about to die. And that would have been terrible. Oh, so, uh, so that's why if you're watching, I disappeared out of the picture for a moment because I had to go <laughs> and retrieve the, the cable. But Paula, it's been fascinating yeah. um, chatting with you and hearing about your journey. And I'm sure there's lots um, of things that will give hope uh, and encouragement to our listeners, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wherever mm-hmm. they may be on their VA journey. Yeah. So um, I'm want to thank you very much and just listeners all of Paula's contact details as usual will be on the web page so if you want to get in touch with her for any reason you will be able to do so so thank you once again for being our mm. guest thank you both it's been an absolute pleasure I feel like I could do this all afternoon <laughs> yeah it's fun isn't it we all yeah. love talking we all love talking about ourselves it's <laughs> And I love I love hearing everybody else's stories as well. I do. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed listening to the podcast. It's fun. Great. Lovely. Well, that's that's good. That's good. Okay, so let's 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 just wrap up there. So listeners, thank you, Paula, for being. Thank you. Joe, wasn't that a fabulous interview there and chat with Paula Edwards? Yeah, I found it really interesting and, and it's really interesting, you know, what Paula was saying about being the military wife and having that difficulty to have the continuity of employment because every 18 months, two years or so, the whole family up sticks and moves yeah. to a different town, a different country, a different location, um, lends itself perfectly to the, the role of VA. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I just can't imagine being in a place and then getting into a job you really like and really get fulfillment from and then having to leave two years later must be must be really quite tough. Although I suppose some people do move on from job to job because there is a progression that way. Um, But but still, I think must be you've got to be a really chilled person to deal with that, I think. I think. I remember, you know, my my sister was a, a military Spouse, and it was very difficult for her because at one point she was in a position where she had a three-month notice period, and her husband had a six-week um, notification that they were moving, and they were in they were in sort of RAF quarters, so they had six weeks notice to move because he'd been posted, and um, it was kind of like I have to give three months notice I mean it all worked out as these things always do but you know that's that's kind of the life of a military spouse so it's yeah yeah quite tough quite tough but I loved Paula's tips um and um and for me I think the thing that's that that we didn't discuss but Mm. jumped out was resilience um because I think Paula's shown a huge amount of resilience um throughout her army posting husband's army posting career Mm. um the resilience to to deal with that and to be positive about all that and to enjoy all of that which was quite clear that she did Uh, and then to to come up smelling of roses at the end of it even Mm. with the uh the the setbacks that all new business owners have we all have that kind of who's going to buy it from me moment yeah uh, and how can i charge what i charge moment so yeah yeah i totally um 
totally get that. Totally get yeah. that. It, it's a recurring theme that, that we've talked about before, resilience and the, and the CEO mindset, you know, of being able to acknowledge the down days, acknowledge the, the whatever it is that's gone wrong, dust yourself off, learn from it and go again. And yeah. go again and again and again because you know and, and that's the difference between the CEO mindset and the employee who would kind of sit there rabbit in the headlights and wait to be directed which we've all done as employees because you're in that um controlled environment where there yeah. are norms and rules in work but as the CEO of your own business you have to make those norms and rules and yeah. And whatever for yourself don't you yeah absolutely I certainly remember as an employed IT trainer in a training company um, I'm I left and went on my own because I wanted to do my own thing work my own hours charge my own rates whatever it was um, but I did some associate work for the company that I used to be employed by who taught me how to be a trainer a fabulous company and uh, I still remember thinking you know that of the freelancers that I still know from 20 years ago, the, there are two types. There are those freelancers who just want to be associates. They just want to turn up, deliver the work and go home. And then mm -hmm. there are the, the others more like me and a couple of others who are a bit more entrepreneurial, who, who don't want to be told what to do all the time. They mm -hmm. want to be able to, to forge their own path. And I, I, I still remember having a conversation with a lovely trainer. She was a phenomenal trainer. And she said to me, you're always busy and you're this, you're that. And, and I'm thinking about going freelance because I think I'd like to earn more money than I am employed. And, and I said to her, I said, uh, you know, Ebby, that was her name. Um, it's a roller coaster. Yes, it, I appear to be busy all the time, but I have times when I'm not. And there's no sick pay and there's no holiday pay. Um, you know, if I have to cancel a day's training because I'm not well, I have to find a way to make it up to the client. I can't just send somebody else, which a training company yeah. might be able to do. And if you can weather that, then it's for you. But if, if you need a regular salary, it's not for you. Mm. Um, and at the end of the day, it wasn't for her. She still works for the company. Yeah. Um, you know, she needed the security <coughs> of that salary coming in every month and knowing exactly what was around the you corner. Know, th there's nothing wrong with being that person either because, you know, I know a couple of VAs who have started out and, and doing things and, 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 you know, have kind of got a month, two months, six months in and decided this really isn't for me. And there's no shame. There's no blame. There's no, no in saying, do you know what? I've had a go and it's not for me rather than sitting there regretting not having a go or thinking, oh, was that the right move or, or you know. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's better to say, do you know, I'm going to have a go, particularly, you know, if you're in a position where you've been made redundant, you've got nothing left to lose, you know. Um, and if you're working part-time, try starting it part-time and get that feel for it before you make the commitment particularly if you know you need that regular guaranteed income which yeah it takes a know. while to build that up you need a few retainer yeah. clients for that don't you yeah 
so yeah no totally it's um it, it's horses for courses and i think i think um there's a lot of in, in all walks of life not just the va world in, in all the yeah. business world um we all think the grass is greener we all think they're better than you know she's better than i am he's better than i am and that's not necessarily the case they might just appear that way um nobody knows what's going on behind the screen in our yeah virtual world behind the screen or yeah. behind closed doors yeah you know we don't know what has prompted whatever it is and we need all kinds of business people we need the entrepreneurs but we also need the people that don't want to be entrepreneurs to do the work the entrepreneurs don't want to do yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we need all sorts and I think it's it's a personal choice and it's it's yeah. what's right for the individual um, that's what has to be um, yeah. the, the driving force but I I thoroughly enjoyed our chat there with Paula I thought there was yeah. lots to learn there so listeners it would be really cool if you could let us know what you have taken away from today's podcast episode and uh, let us know what if what if anything you're going to change or do as a result of the tips that that Paula shared that that would be intriguing you can post on the virtually amazing Facebook page or you can write to me Shelley at tomorrow's VA or Joe, who's Joe at JLB Business Consulting. Have I finally got it right? A year and a half in, I got it right. <laughs> there you go. There is hope. There is hope. Um, so, yeah, do let us know what you like. And we now have a waiting list of guests for the podcast. We are scheduled up to the end of this year, and we have got a, I've got six or seven people on the waiting list for when Joe and I release our next batch of recording dates. So if you'd like to join us on the podcast and tell the world your story, uh, we would love to hear from you. So do hop over to the website, uh, tomorrowsva.com, go to the podcast page and fill in the application form, or just drop me a line to Shelley at tomorrowsva.com and, and tell me why you want to be a guest. And we would love to chat with you yeah. as well. So I think that's it from me now from here today in Florida and uh, Joe's still in the UK. We're going to sign off now and get ready to record our next episode, which will go out next week. Uh, so I'll still be in Florida, which is cool. OK, so ta-ta for now. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.